We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entering the Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Week 4. DraftKings Picks and Preview, position by position. Want to let you know to smash the like button to the episode. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network, and in the comment section, give me your favorite wide receiver play in the 3K range on the main slate this week on DraftKings. That's the millionaire slate, the early and afternoon games on Sunday only. No Thursday, no Sunday night, no Monday night, no Island games as a part of the main slate, for those of you who ask. And I got a huge a both announcement and giveaway for all of you out there. Have you ever wanted to run your own projections, made it super easy, wanted to use a daily fantasy optimizer, but you didn't want to pay like 250 bucks for it? Not a problem. Run the Sims is free from today all the way through Sunday. All you need to do is just put in an email and boom, you're good to go. You get full access to runthesims.com. So I highly recommend that you go do that right now. And if you sign up for runthesims.com with your email, obviously, to log into the account so you can use the tools, you're also eligible for one of 10 monthly Run the Sims packages, a $333 ticket into the Wildcat on DraftKings, and 10 Millionaire Maker tickets. It's going to be a draw, so I highly encourage everyone to go sign up right now, runthesims.com. Okay, Listener's League link is in the description. My cheat sheet will be up on DKNation.com starting on Friday. Davis Maddock from the TakeCast from Sports Grid and other, and Daily Roto. There we go. Davis, what's going on, man? You know, not uh, not a ton going on. Thursdays, actually, you got me, you got me on a good day. Thursdays are kind of my lightest content day, so I, I had time this morning, and I, I feel very blessed to have joined my friend patrick mayo for for the daily road for the dk preview yeah we we, uh so rarely go more than a month without talking but it's been like six seven i know have you checked out the the new nfts show on mayo media network 
I have. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, uh, oh, I'm going to forget the, the handle of the guy who does it, but Skyler is of course my, my good buddy. So I was really excited to check it out. I think they do a good job. I, I would tell everyone to listen to it if you're trying to learn a little bit. Yeah. I'm trying to learn. So I feel like I have a better grasp of everything that's going on right now, but we're here to talk about DraftKings. Uh, first impressions of the slate, uh, easy slate, hard slate, soft pricing, tough pricing. What do you make of it? So, you know, I, I do, so the way that I do it is I do my full update and refresh of projections on Tuesday morning, Wednesday, I try to actually not touch them that much um, because I don't want to be like overreacting to, you know, like, cause I do the swole cast on Wednesday and I, that's kind of when I bring in DFS content. My, my first reaction is that it was going to be kind of a straightforward ish style slate, but it looks like Daryl Henderson is going to play for the Rams, and it looks like Dalvin Cook is going to play for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, our, our two highest value running backs in our projections were Sony Michelle and Alexander Madison. So I, I and and have you noticed this? DraftKings is just like remember playing cheap wide receivers. Remember when you could play cheap wide receivers who would get you points? Like they're just over that. They're just not giving us those cheap wide receivers anymore. No, we got someone at thirty two hundred this week. We can play for sure. If you tell me to play Nick Westbrook, Akeen, I might agree with you. Akina. Akina <laughs> Matata in your lineups, 3200 bucks. We save all the money. No A.J. Brown. Probably no Julio. They're playing the Jets. This sounds pretty good. Ferkser's back, though. Ferkser is back. Uh, what is Ferkser's price? Are we playing Are we playing the Ferk Daddy? Yeah, uh, Ferk Daddy's um, 3100 Yeah, he's 3100 So I released a full injury report. Uh, that is on the Mayo Media newsletter and the website that's out there. You can find that. It's free to join. It's in the description. Uh, you can just click on it and go to the full injury report. I have it updated through Wednesday evening and Thursday morning. Like you said, Cook, Henderson, both likely in. Elijah Mitchell is probably in. Tevin Coleman is back for the Jets not that that really matters uh so at running back we have you know some guys here and I, I will update that injury uh update I'll have an injury update on probably Saturday morning as it pertains to the overall rankings and if you really want to know that and I'll release another newsletter as well so go sub to that right now smash a like to the episode as well uh Derrick Henry's the most expensive against the Jets at 8,800 bucks they got Kamara Cook who's now looking like he's back in Aaron Jones Nick Chubb, those are all the guys above $7,000 this week. If you're going to pay up, it feels like Henry is so easy against the Jets. Although the Jets yep. run defense, like, hasn't been horrible. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, like, Julio Jones probably not playing this week. A.J. Brown definitely not playing this week. Uh, I mean, even if the Titans blow out the Jets, which I actually think I'd be kind of surprised by. Like, I think the Titans are going to be a popular uh, survivor pick this week and I, I don't know they they make me a little bit nervous because I don't think their coach is very good uh uh they're or I, I don't think their offensive coordinator is very good Vrabel seems fine and I just I don't know what the team's offense is going to look like with uh with Westbrook and Ferkser and Chester Rogers as the drivers of the passing game but yeah I mean Henry's going to get like 25 touches minimum in this game it feels like it's it's too bad that I mean you know my propensity and I've gotten away from it so far this year which has actually led to a lot of success. I credit runthesims.com 
for that free trial going on right now. Just go sign up. You can use the optimizer of not playing like the loser running backs that I always like to play at like 4,300 bucks. And all of a sudden you, you love loser running backs. I know they're my favorite, but I've, I haven't played any so far this year. Although I feel like it cost me a lot of money last week. Cause everyone talked me out of Peyton Barber. And I was like, no, Peyton Barber's in a great spot. He could score three touchdowns in this game. They're like, no, Peyton Barber is God awful. It turned out he had a great week. So that one week per year where my loser running back would have come through, I didn't even play it. But I feel like McNichols is going to get some run in this game because who else do they have? Um, I mean, so Jeremy McNichols, you don't watch college football at all, right? Nope. Okay. So Jeremy McNichols, I'm, I'm like not being facetious. This guy was unbelievable in college and he played for a good team too. Uh, he played for Boise State teams that were like, uh, you know, ranked teams. And he was incredible for those teams. Caught a bunch of passes, uh, you know, averaged like six yards per carry, scored like 30 touchdowns. Like, I, I have always left the light on for Jeremy McNichol. So I, I truly would not be surprised if he did get, um, you know, five carries and, and three or four targets in this spot at all. I'm actually with you. I think this game remains a little bit closer. I actually took the Jets against the spread here after Cust made the Titans his super lock at minus eight and then picked him in Survivor, really putting on the full curse on the Titans to try to propel the Jets to victory. But do you trust Kamara at all? Because he's getting the volume, but he just doesn't, he looks good, but everyone knows where the ball is going in this offense. Um, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about Kamara. And, uh, so like our, our ownership projections are wonky right now because I don't have Dalvin cook, uh, adjusted in our, our stuff yet. I, so I have, we have him projected for 18% ownership right now. That looks really rich. I would guess that as we get a little bit closer to Sunday, it'll be more like 10 to 12% for Kamara and like 20% for Henry. And if you give me that discount, in, you know, I mostly play single entry and three max. I, I would definitely rather have a 10% owned Alvin Kamara uh, against the Giants who, are, you know, are obviously terrible. The, I mean, the Jets and the Giants, it's like the same, it's like the same matchup at this point. Can, can I interest you in a Giants-Jets money line parlay this week? No, because I, I, I was tweeting, I tweeted the other day, like, I, I think there's a chance that the two uh, New Jersey football teams win like six combined games or something. Like, they're so bad. Well, I, running the optimals this early in the week, and yes, this does credit uh, Dalvin Cook as being in and giving him stats. Kamara ends up in the optimal. If you run the Sims 10,000 times, uh, Alvin Kamara ends up in the optimal lineup around 17% of the time. That's the highest of any player. Which, uh, that makes sense, right? Because the the guy the guys who are going to hit the optimals most often, um, you know, you I, I, I see this all the time when I do sims uh, on our side is running backs who have the propensity to catch a lot of passes are going to flood optimal sims because that is including, you know, games like Najee Harris had last week. And then also wide receivers who get carries, and maybe this is a flaw in how we do sims, but wide receivers who get a little bit of carries. So guys like Tyree Kill, Guys like Robert Woods, Debo. guys like LaVisca Chenault, Debo. Yeah, Debo and Ayuk, actually great examples. Those guys end up um, being way better on like the 90th percentile of Sims than you would expect. No, I actually think that makes a lot of sense, but that would translate into real life too. If they are getting extra touches, that's just another way for them to score and thus hit their ceiling. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just another way to get, you know, a 50 yard touchdown or whatever. And uh, for for running backs though, it's not even it's not even about the touchdowns. It's just you know on DraftKings scoring specifically, 
Alvin Kamara could catch. I mean, he could literally do what Najee did last week, right? He could catch 14 passes and not score a touchdown and, and still like break the slate. It's true. What do you make of cook? If cook is playing and cook is back in, I don't think people are going to flock to him on DraftKings no. at this price at 8100 bucks. They'll be worried about a split. They'll be worried that he's not 100%. What do you envision the situation becoming? Uh, I mean, I don't think I'd be worried about a split. What I would worry about is just that this is a game that Minnesota ends up losing, right? And, and Dalvin Cook is fine in losing game scripts. But I think for uh, his price, I guess 8100 is pretty good for Dalvin Cook. But I, I don't know. I feel like I would rather... Um, like if I'm taking running backs in bad spots this week, Saquon looks like a running back in a bad spot to take for tournaments this week. Do you, well, okay. So of, of the top five guys for the chub and up the big five this week, in terms of the pricing on the main slate, which one are you going to play? Do you think in your single entry three max, or do you think it's a double pay like mid range week yeah, at running? Back? I don't think I'll play. I don't think I'll play any of them. I think I'm looking much more at taking stabs at the $6,000 guys. Cause, cause again, it just goes back to what I was just saying uh, before you reminded me of, of Westbrook is that like we, we uh, one cheap wide receivers, like, it's kind of flip-flop. You know, we, we used to play DFS, right? I'd come on this show in 2016 and we'd be like, all right, you play David Johnson, you play Le'Veon Bell. Uh, you, you'd find two 4K wide receivers, bada-bing, bada-boom. You find your money on Monday morning. And now all the best scores in fantasy football are wide receivers. So there's a lot of opportunity cost in giving up, um, you know, in giving up those wide receiver slots for cheap guys. So I, I like the 6K running backs just in, in general as a strategy this season, much more than I used to. Do you think that the public has come around to that yet though? Because we always see there's a little bit of lag on DraftKings, especially in football, because it takes people a little while to get acclimated to what's going on. The perfect example, this is actually from season long football, where Cust to this day will, like if there's a decision between like, if he has a wide receiver who's good and a running back who is mediocre on his bench and one of them has to be his flex, he will just instinctively just use a running back every single time because hey, right. why wouldn't you want to flex a running back? Although that is clearly not the right strategy whatsoever that so far this season, it's, I mean, for the past few years, it's been pay up, pay up at running back, find your value receivers. Like you said, go print some money. But do you think that there is now like still a little bit of a gap where people aren't paying up at both quarterback and receiver in these, unless it's like a high end stack, which people still like, but as one-offs at the top end of receiver that people are just passing on that because that's just not how they've played the last three years. I mean, you see this every week in tournaments, right? So uh, every week, our optimal percentages, which is like, you know, percent chances of being in the best possible lineup, uh, the, the top of that is always Tyreek. It's always Devontae Adams. Um, and it used to be DeAndre Hopkins, but his, his target share is way down. And, and Stephon Diggs. Those guys, every single week, uh, they're the best leverage plays because people don't think that way. So like, I'm going to go do my stack, right? I'm going to do my Mahomes Tyreek stack. But very rarely are they doing their Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley stack, and then also playing Tyreek Hill in that. They are playing Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara or Aaron Jones or whoever in that is their high-priced, you know, quote-unquote stud. And I think that is not optimal given the way, given the distributions of scoring now, because these, these wide receivers 
I mean, Devontae Adams just got 58% of the Packers targets last week. Like it, we're, it's just a different game that we're all playing now. It's strange because the names that you mentioned are not the names that are popping out in terms of the optimal wide receivers this week as one-offs. It would be Justin Jefferson that we have at runthesims.com. Again, runthesims.com, get your free trial. You can go adjust all your target shares and everything like that and run your own optimals and see what ends up coming out per your stats. But it's him and Beckham are one and two. Uh, yeah, Beckham, Beckham looks big for us in the leverage scores as well. And I, I, I might even be, I might even be a little bit low on his target share. What do you guys, what do you have inputted for his target share? Oh, now I gotta go take a look at this. Don't I? Let's see. Slates inputs. Where's that stupid game? Uh, Odell Beckham, 27% target share, 28% receiving market share and a 66% catch rate, which doesn't sound outrageous. I'm not going to lie to you. So I'm, I am lower on all of those numbers, which is why, I mean, he's still even, even being lower than those numbers, he's still showing up as a leverage play. Um, and I might, I might need to go rework that. I mean, he came, he came off the ACL injury last week and had, what was it? A 31% target share. So, it, so I, I might be a little bit low. Um, so that would definitely be something like I, I go through on Friday morning and make a bunch of micro adjustments after you know doing content all week and talking through the games with all my friends and everything so that might be that might be a spot that i find myself a little low so the 6k range pretty padded Najee harris is sixty eight hundred dollars that's going up against green bay and you know when you're averaging 20 targets a game it's it's tough to get away from you you mentioned barkley earlier he's up against the saints in a bad matchup Madison, I mean, it's not official that Dalvin Cook is going to be back as of yet. I think if Dalvin Cook is out, enough people will have built their lineups and generated their lineups that Madison, assuming Cook is back, wouldn't be in them. So you can just same same thing, same thing as last week, where where Madison was like uh he was popular, but he should have been the most popular play of the slate. Yeah. So he's at 66. Zeke. 65 Sanders at 64 Jonathan Taylor Chris Carson DeAndre Swift Antonio Gibson Kareem Hunt that's everyone in the sixes there's like 10 guys they're all I think you can make a pretty compelling case for a lot of them DeAndre Swift looks really good in this spot though yes yeah I mean he looks he looks phenomenal I mean he is uh he's got to be close to leading running backs in target share he's got a 19 percent target share now the the I, I bet you see this all the time. Like people see the bears defense and they think like, Oh, you know, the bears defense really good. Well, it's really not. And also it doesn't really matter for the way the lions play anyways, because Swift is going to get these checkdowns regardless of who the lions are playing against. Like, it's not like they're, it's not like they're going to change their offense. They, it, and the easiest throws to make are checkdowns to the running backs. Um, I, I really like Antonio Gibson. So the reason, I mean, one, the Falcons are terrible, and this has the chance to be like a good ga- game script for him. He only played 57% of the snaps last week. He was only targeted two times, but that was like the exact, that was the exact game script you you don't want him in. Uh, and it's not like J.D. McKissick got like the, the Alex Smith target share. J.D. McKissick saw two targets the same as Antonio Gibson last week. So I, I, I think Gibson looks like the best play and definitely going to be super long. Like no one is going to want to play Gibson after um, after how bad Washington looked last week. Well, if we're looking for the pivots in this range, I can see Gibson, Barkley, like you said, going up against the Saints just probably doesn't track to be all that popular, but volume is always going to be king. 
Jonathan Taylor has been pretty underwhelming, although the matchup is pretty juicy against the Dolphins being less than a field goal underdog in this spot. So you would just expect that the game script stays relatively neutral the entire time. Then you get a ton of running. He's looked good in his minimal touches. The problem is you're now having to bank on him being super efficient because the volume may or may not be there at this point. The one that really stands out to me because he seems wildly mispriced based on what we saw on Monday night but he is the perfect type of guy to win you a GPP is Miles Sanders against the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, Sanders could get, uh, you know, I don't know, seven targets or whatever. Uh, and it's not like it's not like he wasn't playing. Like, I think you might look like, oh, he only got two rushes and four targets, but he played 60% of the offensive snaps. Uh, Gainwell got, like, some, like, design stuff, but he he got one carry and four targets played on 31% of the snaps. I I... Like Miles Sanders probably is like kind of interesting as like a Chiefs bring back or whatever, but I I don't know if I will get there in single entry stuff. Like I don't know if I don't know if um, Sanders will will make the list for me just because there are I mean there are just a ton of options this week. It and is. I don't know if he's like, like the best. Who, who is objectively the best? Is it Zeke at sixty five hundred bucks? Because that Carolina D is good, but I mean, is it? Um, objectively the one that we have project that I projected for the most points is Najee, but I'm making a huge assumption on his target volume and that it could just change overnight. Like, like Ben could just decide to not do that anymore. So I, I think objectively the two best are Najee and Deandre Swift because of the pass catching. It's funny because when I look at it right now, the projections actually have Deandre Swift and Chris Carson as the top two plays Barkley ahead of Najee Harris. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Carson. I'm very worried about his target volume though. They are, they're just not throwing the ball to him, uh, at all. He has, he has five targets through three games. Uh, his snap shares have been reduced. So in that Minnesota game, he only played, uh, 43% of the snaps. They brought in DJ Dallas and Travis Homer to play in that game, which is really, and, and even Alex Collins actually too, which you, you really don't want to see if you're Chris Carson, because Carson needs the, the, the touchdown equity. Cause he, you know, the, this, the Seahawks run those wheel routes all the time. Like Carson scored so many touchdowns on those wheel routes and those are all going to Travis Homer right now, which you, you do not love. All right. So we'll, we'll downgrade Chris Carson a little bit. So Swift seems to be between you and I, probably the best play here. I don't think that's going to be a secret to a lot of people right. this week. And then trying to find, I mean, we can just even drop down to Chuba Hubbard a little bit at $5,900. I feel like people aren't going to play him. Because I agree. they're like they're scared of Royce Freeman for some reason because of his, you know, his better pass protection. But I think you want your better playmaker in there to give you another offensive weapon now that you're down Christian McCaffrey in a game where you're probably going to have to score 40 points if you want to win. No, I'm I am with you for sure. Uh, I I don't know how to project him. So right now I have Hubbard as a slight positive value with 52% of the rushes and 12% of the targets. You could argue both of those numbers are wrong. Like Mike Davis, when, when Mike Davis came in um, to begin the season with Christian McCaffrey out, he was way above those numbers. They weren't really playing a second guy at all. And then as Mike Davis, you know, he's Mike Davis. He played, uh, he played a lot less, but I mean, Hubbard could get 70% of the carries and 15% of the targets and all the goal line work for the running. Like Hubbard could pretty easily get, you know, 20 DK points here while like having a bad game, I think. 
Yeah, it's funny. Just looking at his like boom rate and bust rate, he's at like a 40% boom rate at the moment, but he has a 30% bust rate because there's so... I like to jump on these complete unknowns when they're going to be lower owned, when people really have complicated feelings yeah. about what someone's role is going to be. But I can, I can at least create a path where this can go really well if it goes well and just live with the consequences if it goes badly. So I think Hubbard's going to be in the lineups. I, I'm trying to figure out how I want to attack that game. Do I want to do a Carolina stack with a Dallas bring back? Do I just want to play Zeke and Hubbard in the lineup? And that will be like my, my mini stack of that game and then stack another game as I go through it. So I'm trying to work out the best possible way to deploy him. Cause I want to play Deandre Swift as well. So Hubbard, I think is going to be one of my key guys here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I like Hubbard as well. Um, I, I think he will probably make my single entry three max mix, especially because I, you know, want to have uh, the Cowboys for sure. What do you make of Henderson at 56 coming back? Like, can we, that role is going to be impossible to know. He still may not play. He's back practicing, but bruised ribs or bruised ribs. And it's a bit different when you're a quarterback or a receiver versus a running back. Who's just going to get pummeled the entire game. I can't imagine he goes back to the workload he had in week one and week two before he got hurt. Yeah. Which is, I mean, if, if we thought he could, if we thought that Daryl Henderson oh, yeah, could go back to literally not, leave, would not the, leaving the field. Yeah. He would be the best right. play on the slate if that was the case. But I, I don't know. I mean, Sony got what 24 touches last week. They won the game and everything, but it's not like, I mean, guy, he's Sony Michelle. Like, it's not like they, it's not like he came in and was like blowing the doors off. So I, I would imagine he goes back to the bad end of the timeshare and that Henderson plays all the passing downs. The, the question would be, what do they do with the goal line? Would, would they bring Sony Michelle in for the goal line stuff? Or do they even do they, are, are they just like the Buccaneers where there is no goal line stuff and it's just all passing, which it, it might be. But I mean, if Henderson is going to be 1% owned in this spot, which I, you know, I don't know if he will be or not. Like, I don't know how other sites have him projected and stuff, but if he is going to be truly low owned, then I would be interested in, and I think he could even be a single entry three max guy. Could be, but you have David Montgomery, $200 more, who's like top five in the league and running back snap share. The I can't tell if the Lions run D is good or not because Baltimore just said, yeah, we're just not going to run. How about that? Joke's on you. The Bears are going to be running in this spot. And I don't know who's playing quarterback, for the Bears, I, I have to assume it's Justin Fields and they figure something out for his second start. But Montgomery, I think, will carry around the same sort of non-ownership because Kareem Hunt off a good week. People are going to own him. Hubbard's not going to be completely unowned in that spot. And Swift is right there. And then you have all those good options in the sixes. That Montgomery, for someone, if we're trying to project volume, him, Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the $5,000 range are probably the guys that you can count on to at least get the ball a ton. Yeah, I I wonder if CEH is actually a good play again because the Chiefs should I mean, if they have trouble against the Eagles, then things have really gone south for them. So I would imagine this will be like a pretty good game script for him. He he was not involved in the passing game last week. He happened to score his touchdown via reception, but he had two targets for for 8 yards, one of them being that screen pass touchdown. I, I do think that he is. I, I don't know if he'll make the single entry mix. Maybe I'll end up needing a guy that cheap. But I, I definitely, if I was MMEing this week, he would be in my player pool over guys like, you know, Melvin Gordon, guys like Gaskin, guys like Zach Moss or Tyson Williams. I, I don't think that Zach Moss is a horrible play here with, with the Bills being a 16-point favorite because he is getting the goal line work. 
No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he is either. I think he's fine, but I, I would, I would like CH a little bit better. I think. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I believe that to be true as well, but once we start getting into how many more times owned is Edward Zolaire going to be over Zach Moss? Um, Five, that's a good six. question. Yeah. Zach Moss will be like, Zach Moss will be like 2% and Clyde Edwards will be like 6%. So yeah, that's right. And we, we actually I, have I, Zach you, Moss you really as a big only, leverage you, Hold play. on, hold on. You don't think, you think that Clyde Edwards is only going to be 6% owned coming off a week where he was chalk anyway and came through for people? Yeah, I, I actually think you are missing that Montgomery is going to be popular. I, I think Montgomery will be pretty popular. Can can I can we bet can can I bet you that David Montgomery will be lower owned than Clyde Edwards Alaire? Yes. Yeah, I'll take I'll take David Montgomery for more ownership. All right, I'll take uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire for more ownership. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. Got I, it. I am undefeated in these bets so far on this show. It's the only bets that I'm winning so far this year is just betting ownership bets with people on the show. Poor Levitan. I, I I rooked him in week one. I think he felt bad for me and just wanted to give me money because he has so much. What did you what what did you guys what did you guys bet on? <sighs> what was it? That Kamara would have more than double the ownership of Derrick Henry in the hundred dollar millionaire maker. And he did. He had like two point. Okay, yeah. Million. What what contest? What contest are we using to judge this? The the Millie Maker. Yeah, hundred dollar Millie Maker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. I I feel pretty I feel pretty good about that. Anyone from down the list? How about your Eskimo brother, Cordero Patterson? No, I think if I was if I was going in your range of um of bad of tr- bad running backs, I think I, it would be Eli Mitchell. Yeah, but we're not. I mean, Eli Mitchell's still fifty four hundred bucks, and I. What's his role going to be coming back from this shoulder injury? Again, he may or may not play. He's trending towards playing at the moment, but like Sermon looks god awful, but Usechek looks pretty good. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I don't think they want to play Usechek like a running back, and I think that Usechek usage was a signal that they just don't trust Trey Sermon, and that Eli Mitchell is going to have a job when he comes back. That that's the thesis behind the play. Is there anyone from down this list you would even consider at this point? No, no, I'm not. I, 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 I think the the running back op. I mean, most weeks the running back player pool is um, fairly thin. I, I'm not really seeing anyone down here that that could be a play. I mean, maybe Michael Carter, right? Oh, if why, if Tevin why Coleman, if you, Tevin you, Coleman it- doesn't play? who jake made this kid tevin coleman looks like he's off the injury report so he, he is playing yeah so so never mind then yeah, never jake, mind jake, literally yeah jake, on the ranking show jake was making a case for michael hurricane carter for me too like why what 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 have you seen from michael carter to be like man what a play i was trying to i was trying to give you uh a crappy i was trying to give you a crappy running back to play i got a crappy running back if you really i'm not gonna play him because i'm abstaining from anyone in the 4k range uh just to try to keep my profits at least somewhat level here david johnson ran the most he runs the most routes of any of these texans quarterbacks and in this specific game script he could have like seven catches or something i don't think that's gonna happen but i think that's more on the table for him than almost anyone else i see down here yeah, probably probably not making the mix for me. No. Hey, we're back making new memories in a new world. And I found the best way to hold those memories is by turning them into art that lasts forever from paintyourlife.com. Who doesn't love art? Who needs to put things on their wall? That would be me. Me and my family. We have way too much wall space. So putting some art from 
paint your life really works out in our favor here. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. Get professional hand-painted portraits created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Or combine photos of peoples or places that you love into one painting. It's fast. You can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks and send any picture, yourself, your children, family, a special place, someone you loved who isn't around anymore, a cherished pet, or even an action shot of you or your children playing your favorite sports. It makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. And trust me, it's hard to find gifts for anyone these days, especially when you get to my age, you know what to do with it. And like sending people like a, a $50 bill really isn't cutting it. So get them something that's super personal and they're going to absolutely love at paintyourlife.com. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word MAYO to 64000. That's MAYO to 64000. Text MAYO to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply, available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Mayo to 64,000. Healthy snacks have a bad reputation, and let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They don't fill you up, and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like our favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and here's the thing, they're only 150 calories. Also, they are delicious. I went through both my boxes really quickly, and I had to immediately put in another order for more because I enjoyed them so much, and they really filled me up during the day. They were the perfect post-workout snack for me because I don't want to consume a bunch of calories and I don't want to carb up right after I finished at the gym. I, you know, I want to carb up before I go to the gym, not after I go to the gym. And this just made me feel good and full for the rest of the afternoon. So need them to get here quickly and they will. That's not going to be a problem for you. They're the perfect snack to satisfy your sweet tooth without any guilt. And that's always been my biggest problem. That's why I've been enjoying the Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars either as a quick breakfast, post-workout, or even when I'm running errands and I'm out on the go and I don't want to stop and get fast food. It's awesome. I highly suggest that you check it out. So try it out for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for all the listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code MAYO at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, go to monkpack.com, that's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K.com, and select any product, then enter code MAYO to check out to save 20% off your purchase. Monkpack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring this podcast. All right, let's move to receiver. At the very top of receiver on this slate, it's Tyreek, Devontae, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, Diggs, Jefferson, Metcalf, Lockett, Ridley. So that's 7000 to 8000 It doesn't seem prohibitive to take Tyreek Hill if you wanted to. 8000 not a terrible price. I would wager that Adams and Cup are going to be the two super highly owned guys. Like I told you, the, the optimals really like Justin Jefferson. Diggs has been secret bad. 
this year fantasy wise not even not even not even seeker bad dude he's just been he's he's not even getting targeted really no it well just the entire defense is just like you know what buffalo stefan diggs is not going to beat us how about you just beat us with everyone else on the team which they've been doing the past two weeks i don't know if i just don't know if houston has the capability to shut him down and eventually they're gonna want him in a spot in this circumstance uh just to kind of show out a little bit i just think that's going to happen with the bills here being this big of favorites. Hopefully they don't let me down. Cause I took the minus 16 and I'm betting the minus 16 because how does, how does Houston catch up in this game? The one thing they can do throw to Brendan cooks, the bills actually have an answer for. I mean, it's, it's Anthony Miller season. That's actually not a terrible idea. Now that I, that, I thought that was going to be the bad wide receiver you were telling me about. Cause I could be sold on that. I don't think I can be sold on Nick Westbrook, but I, I can be sold on Anthony Miller. I don't think you need to be sold on, on Nick Westbrook. Ikea, Akina, Akina. I think that's right. Is Julio, is Julio for sure out? No, he's not. Not as we record okay. this, but he hasn't been practicing and it's not, it could be a veteran. Like, Hey, that's, that's going to be the one tricky part with Julio this week. Cause he won't have to practice in order to play because to play. I mean, he did that all the time in Atlanta. Yeah. And we just see this with veterans anyway, but every time that he's on the injury report outside that one time when he had like 500 yards against the Panthers, he's usually pretty terrible in the games that he comes in questionable. Yeah. He limps off or whatever. How many times have I seen? How many times have I seen Julio Jones limp off before? So what would you want to do from the, because we'll talk about stacks a little bit later on. And then, you know, if you're playing a chief stack, you are using Tyree kill. If you're playing a Ram stack, you are using Cooper cup. Like let's not get that twisted, but as one-off plays from up here, I think, I don't know if I want to stack that Vikings Browns game, but I think I'm going to use Jefferson. Yeah, I would always, I would always use Jefferson. I mean, my, my favorite um, wide receiver plays this week, obviously Tyreek, you're just going to have, you're going to have leverage on Cooper cup teams. You're going to have leverage on, uh, on Travis Kelsey teams. Like, I mean, you, you have leverage on, on Devonte Adams. Like it, he just clearly is such an amazing tournament play. Then obviously the Cowboys guys, uh, Amari Cooper, CD lamb, obviously DJ Moore. Um, I think Claypool is, is a really strong play. Looked like he was the targets per route run guy last week. I think both of the secondary Buffalo wide receivers are, I mean, Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders are, are really good one-offs, um, I think. And then let me, let me, let me, uh, I'll, I'll save you from doing it. I'll be the loser who says, can Cooper Cup really keep out targeting Robert Woods like this? Robert Woods is 5,300. Do we really think that they should be that different? I, yes. I saved, I did it for you. So yeah. you don't have to. I, I wasn't even going to say, I was going to say, just play Cooper Cup. Don't play Robert Woods. Just win oh. money instead of losing money. And you'll be much more appreciative. I'll, I'll probably, I, I gotta be, I gotta be totally honest i will probably play a little bit of robert woods this week i i under I, it depends on how many lineups you're gonna play like if you're playing 150 for sure if you're playing 50 for sure uh, if i play like i play I'm, like five i'm gonna play 20 robert woods isn't fucking touching that yeah i mean it's 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 very reasonable to to just not play bad players like like why why is christian or why is uh robert woods a better play than both like why is he a better play than Corey davis at five thousand dollars like that's the jet you want. Well, I mean, his his team total is how, how much higher? Like fifteen points. Sure, Th- that actually doesn't make a difference in the grand scheme of things. You're going to get a very positive pass script for Corey Davis, potentially a ton of garbage time. And I think that looking at both team totals and game totals, 
can be a fool's errand sometimes because the best leverage actually comes from low totals that you project to go over because no one's going to be playing guys from that game. Right. I mean, I don't think Robert Woods will be very popular, though. I think that there's enough galaxy brain people to be like, yeah, no, Robert Woods, finally his week. And they'll have like three points. I mean, we do have Woods. We have we have Woods as a negative leverage play. We have him right now 10% owned, 8% chance to be in the optimal. Whereas we have, uh, I mean, we have Cooper Cup, 18% ownership, 14% to make the optimal. So uh, honestly, both about the same badness of tournament plays. All right. So this is uh, something like, listen, I, I do some research. Slash, I pay someone to do research for me for the newsletter. Sure. So, it's, so it's actually good research. And going through this stuff, where is it right here? I'm just trying to trying to pull it out. It's a Robbie Anderson fact for you against the... Here we are. Robbie Anderson. Since the beginning of last season, the Cowboys defense, Davis, ranks 31st in deep completion percentage and 32nd in deep touchdown rate. This season... Robbie Anderson has a 31.6% deep target market share and a 6.1% market share on all other throws and has an A dot that is greater than DJ Moore's and Terrence, uh, Terrace Marshall's combined. Feels like this might be the week. No one is playing. Uh, that, that's where I would go instead of Robert Woods because if he hits, it's going to count. Yeah, I mean, clearly he is like the better... Um, you know, leverage play, right? If you're doing, if you're doing Dak, uh, Amari and Dalton Schultz or whatever, or Dak CD. Do, and Amari. How big of a trap or, is Dalton Schultz this week? I don't, don't really think he's that big of a trap. Actually. Is that, is that a hot take that I don't think Dalton Schultz is a trap? I mean, he, he had six targets in the first game when Gallup was healthy. He played 73% of the snaps in that game where they just ran the ball a ton against the chargers. And he played more snaps, ran more routes and was targeted more often than Cedric Wilson and Blake Jarwin in the win against the Eagles. He he is just for whatever reason, I don't know why they have determined this, but he is basically the third wide receiver without Gallup out there. I see the logic behind the play. I'm not I'm not hating on the play. It just it seems weird. Yeah, but he he gets three he gets three for 30. Yeah. Yeah, he just gets three for 30. Yeah, yeah. Like if he's going to be the overwhelmingly popular tight end cheap play, like I'll just take someone else. I mean yeah, I mean we 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 don't have him projected to be that owned, but again, it's early in the week and and there's more time to catch up. I mean, do you get the sense that he'll be popular? I do. I mean, everyone watched that Monday night game, one of the highest rated games in ages. He showed out. He's a good price. Why wouldn't people play him? I mean, my my fish brain wants to play him. What how how good of a how good of a mega leverage play is Blake Jarwin? I don't think very good. Like you'd have to get there. There are better options, I think, down there. Or just trying to figure out a different way to attack tight end. Like why would why would I want to play Blake Jarwin? Because he's the mega leverage, dude. He's leverage on. Like imagine a Blake a Blake Jarwin one off in like a Chief stack is like you're getting leverage on like Chiefs. Uh, you're getting leverage on like Mahomes Kelsey teams. You're getting leverage on all the the Dallas Carolina stacks. Yeah, but you're playing that, a guy. That's you, my you're, galaxy you're, you're, brain. You're, you're playing a guy whose legitimate chance to be in a winning lineup is like point zero zero one percent, if that even. Honestly, <laughs> so that'd be a fade for me in that circumstance. Could you live in a world back to wide receiver? Yeah, back to wide receiver. Could you live in a world where if Andy Dalton started, all of a sudden you can play Allen Robinson again? 
our our stuff kind of like likes Allen Robinson every week, and I'm just like, dude, I got Nagy's got to show me something. I I actually think Darnell Mooney at 3900 looks a little bit better because it seems like Fields likes throwing to him more for whatever reason. Well, what do you mean? He, it seems like he would would Fields throw the ball nine times last week. Yeah, well, it was just a mess last week. I don't know, man. That that felt that felt bad. That that was not a good situation for the Chicago Bears last week. Uh, if you want to pay up at running back or tight end or quarterback, I think a way to not like cheap out at wide receiver, but there is that like these $5,000 guys I find really intriguing. So like Beckham, I think is a really good play at 5,800 bucks. I, I agree with you. I think De- that's right. Devonta Smith is like king of the unrealized air yards right now. He's $5,700 yeah. and you know, they got to be passing against the chiefs. And then Cortland Sutton was good last week. They just didn't need him at all. And Baltimore need him at all. Baltimore secondary is awful i mean they're just everyone on baltimore is hurt like the linemen are hurt the linebackers are hurt the safeties are hurt the corners are hurt and and you are you are dead on about sutton you know his his poor performance last week had nothing to do with like health or anything five targets caught all of them they just there there was no impetus for them to pass in that game and and kj i mean he only threw 25 uh teddy bridgewater only threw 25 times and uh Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton both got five targets. So I'm, I'm with you for sure on Sutton. I actually really like Sutton this week. And then if you go down to the bottom of the fives, as I said, Robbie Anderson and Corey Davis is your pivot plays. I think that's where you can gain some leverage in this spot. You said you like Sanders. Do you think people will go to Sanders coming off the big week? No, I don't think people like to play those Buffalo secondary guys unless they, they have them in a stack. You, you want to hear the puke play. It's Marquise Brown. Mar- Marquise Brown keeps getting yeah. these deep shots. They keep, they keep going to him. Uh, you can do the little correlation there. You could do Cortland Sutton and Marquise Brown is like a little mini correlation and, you know, work that into uh you know, a Minnesota game stack or whatever fairly easily. And uh, I mean, Mar- Marquise Brown's like uh whopper or whatever. Uh, you know, when Frisco Josh does his air yards by low thing, I, I guarantee a hundred percent that uh, Marquise Brown will be the number one guy this week. Crowder appears like he will be back, thus stealing all of Braxton Berrios's thunder, but it does give them a nice, reliable option over the middle. I don't think I want to target too many Jets in this position. Jalen Waddle is 49. He'd have to do it himself, it feels like. Just shimmy three people on one of these like bubble screens and go to the house. That's how he's scoring touchdowns because he's not getting targeted down the field at all. That's how he scored at Alabama, though, to be honest. He yeah, wasn't but, he, he was getting lots of that stuff at Alabama. Uh, unfortunately, I know the Colts defense is banged up, but it's not like he's out there playing Vandy's defense. It's true. Yeah. You know what? I actually take back what I said. There are a lot of cheaper-ish wide receivers to pick from this week. Now that we've talked through them? Now that we've talked, like I can see, I can see Manny Sanders or Cole Beasley getting 25. Um, I can see Michael Hardman getting like 18. I can see Tim Patrick getting 20. Um, you know, Colin Johnson or Kadarius Tony oh, for the Giants. We'll, we'll get to 2L Colin in a minute. I like 2L Colin. Okay. I, I like him too. He's, he's a good player, I think. How much heat have you taken for old man AJ Green just being good again? Well, because I actually listened to Mike Leone for one of the first times ever, uh, he, I actually have him on a bunch of my my best ball teams. So it's actually kind of one of those things where uh, sometimes you feel glad to be wrong. You feel you feel glad to be practicing a little bit of humility in in your drafting. So I, I 
it should it should bum me out much more than it's currently bumming me out. I actually think this is the week to go back to Rondell more if you wanted to. Rondell? Yeah. Yeah. Like last week was well, such, it, last it, week was such an obvious Christian Kirk week. This week is such an obvious Rondell Moore week. Well, and so so you look at his snaps, comfortable win week one, Rondell plays 29% of the snaps. They're chasing in week two, 46% of the snaps, comfortable win against Jacksonville. 34% of the snaps. So I, I think the the inference there is uh, when they're chasing, they're going to go more for wide receiver. And that means more snaps for Rondell. And just how you want to attack the Rams are sort of the short, get Rondell more the ball in space and make him let people miss because it's just so hard on the outside with the Rams corners to just attack them just down the sidelines. You need to hit the middle of the field. You need to hit them short and you need to use speed in order to get around them. I and mean, that was one of the biggest problems that the Bucks had last week is Antonio Brown would have been good kryptonite against the Rams. He just wasn't there. He would have been. That's true. I mean, I don't think it would have made much of a difference to the game, to be honest. Like I I'm, I'm pretty sure the Rams are just better than the Buccaneers, but it, it would have at least made the, the game a little bit more interesting. Probably. Other than that, if we hit the 3K range, once again, sub to Mayo Media Network, smash the like to the episode and in the comment section, give me your favorite 3K receiver. Tower Conklin showed up on the injury report and he might not play now. So you got Anthony Miller at 37, KJ Osborne coming off his first bad week. It's $3,700. Greedy Williams is starting for the Browns because uh, they have injuries in the secondary. Like those two are not awful plays. I don't think so. But I mean, we've talked about the name like three times already. $3,200. Although Cameron Bastion Booger on the Titans, I just kept seeing last week. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? But then it was uh, when Westbrook Akina caught the touchdown. I legitimately didn't know who that was. He, I, I, the only reason I know who that is, is do you remember the Titans COVID slate last year where they played on Tuesday? I think it was against the bills. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, that's the only reason I knew who he was is because, uh, was from, you know, I think he was the second wide receiver for them in, in that, in that slate. I mean, he, he went to Indiana, not particularly athletic, was a four-year college player. Like not, not, not really a guy to get that excited about. I, I, I actually think too well, 2L Colin Johnson is is probably or or maybe even Kadarius Tony. Uh, I think either of those guys maybe are the the punt wide receiver plays. I, I think Ikeena is probably the safest of these guys going up against the Jets. I have a lot of faith in the Saints secondary and the Saints defense overall. I I think that Colin Johnson. I, I mean, listen, I don't know a ton about Kadarius Tony. Uh, he seems more like a speed gadget type guy. Colin Johnson is just fucking big. He is. Like, if you want someone to, yeah. like, post, if they're going to be, like, focusing right now, because Ingram's back, obviously, Galladay's dealing with the hip injury. If they choose to take away Galladay in the red zone, I could see Colin Johnson being the guy they throw to. Uh, Yeah, I mean, like, isn't it isn't it just kind of sad that, like, Kenny Galladay has gotten to this point in his career where every other wide receiver on his team is dead and we're talking about his crappy teammates instead of him but i have no interest in playing kenny galladay and i do have interest in playing colin johnson josh reynolds would be the other titan that maybe you could play but westbrook ikena was the one who was running all the routes last week and he scored the touchdown so volume wise it should be him if both aj brown and julio jones are out the one i actually have my eye on the most right now is if curtis samuel plays he's the min and if he plays i am playing Ooh. a lot of curtis samuel that is uh, that is a good catch. Uh, I knew that he returned to practice, but I did not realize that he was priced at uh, at the minimum. Like that has to be even if you don't, as long as he is active. 
I think you have to gamble that he's a part of this offense because they've been using Dynamite Brown or whatever the fuck his name is. He sucks. He's, so, been, he's been bad, yeah. Uh, but people love him, though. He's really good, according to the internet. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked him. I held out a little bit of hope, but uh, it's just not, not going to happen, I don't think. I mean, maybe down the line it can happen, but there is such an overflow of targets in this offense that Adam Humphreys is getting like eight a game. Just slot Curtis Samuel into the Adam Humphreys role, and he might get like 13 targets, and he'll rush. Yeah, no, I, 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 uh, I think you are. I think you are correct. I, I, I think probably if Curtis Samuel is active game one, what do you think? He probably plays about... 50% of the snaps, he gets four targets and two carries. That's probably the role he slots into right away. Curtis Samuel, if he's active? Yeah. Yeah. I think if he's active, I don't think that they would push him out there with like a one, especially because he's he had the groin injury in the preseason. He was placed on IR. If they make him active for this game, I got to feel like he's over it. Yeah. I, I, I think that, I think that could be, I think that could be accurate. Because why Why would you keep him out for three games and not practice him or do anything with him just to rush him back in week four? Well, that's why I just don't think he's going to be active this week. I think, I think probably he will be, he will be, he has to be taken off of the designated for return IR so that he doesn't have to be on there all season. So I think they probably take him off and then leave him and make him a healthy scratch for the first week. Yeah, I mean, that's perfectly fine. He has 21 days in order to figure this out. But if he is active, he will be in my lineup. The other ones down here I mentioned, Josh Reynolds is the min. Deontay Spencer's the min, and he's probably going to be filling in for the KJ Hamler spot against, like I said, that bad Ravens defense. He is an absolute home run hitter like KJ Hamler, if that's the way you want to go. You probably don't need to go down this low. But I think that there are reasonable options in the 3K range this week. There are there are reasonable options. The the problem I have is that that's what I was just talking to you about. It's like, well, sure. So so let's say Colin Johnson scores a touchdown, right? At 3,200, he gets 14. How, what is he making the optimals at that? Like how many wider, like, because what if a bunch of 5k wide receivers, the ones we all like, what a, a bunch of those dudes go for 25 or 30, then you're still like kind of grouped out of the nuts. I think it depends on how you want to build. Do you want to pay for Kelsey? Do you want to pay for Devonte Adams as one-offs? Then you got to go to these guys. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Or, or you got to play a cheap quarterback or I, what I actually like is just playing, uh, all the disgusting tight ends and the and the cheapest possible defenses is kind of what I do. Well, there's a cheap defense that lines up pretty well, and I think they're. I don't know if they're going to be popular or not because people look at the name and be like, "Ugh, not doing that." Yeah, but the Lions. Yeah, the Lions at 22 is probably the play. Yeah, I, I got them. I got them locked in. I, I I love them. Uh, tight ends. Let's see here. Uh, Travis Kleiss, I think, is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's expensive. Heard he's good. Yeah, he's $8,100. He's more than any other receiver. In season-long fantasy, he's outscoring every other tight end by six points per game right now. It seems good. Yeah, it would probably... I asked this to Jake. If you were redrafting right now, knowing what you know now, if he would be the number one pick, wouldn't he? Number two behind Kelsey, I think. Or behind Henry, I think. Yeah. Yeah, one or two, but man, six more points than any other one. That's such leverage on your league by having Travis Kelsey. He's the he's the he's the wide receiver three, but he's eligible at the tight end position. Yeah, so 
pretty good. So Kelsey Kittle. Pretty hot, good. Yeah. Pretty high. Curb's coming back, by the way. Never seen it. Oh my I know. God. I know. Don't, you don't even have. I know. What's wrong with you? You don't even. I, I, I've literally, I've gotten this feel so many times. That it hasn't made you watch it yet? I mean, you know, you just, you get to things when you get to things. There's a, there's a finite number of hours in the day. You know how it is, dude. You you can reallocate the 15 hours a day you were spending doing best ball drafts and just pound out seasons on your phone. Dude, you, you joke, but like, it's created a real gap in my, in my uh, brain space. Like, like at my, my, my um, consciousness at the gym is much different now. I, I've like had to like find like new things to do on my phone when I'm doing cardio. Cause I get so bored. Well, here's the thing. This, this is the secret to not being bored during cardio is you can cut down on your cardio time by doing it too. Don't treat cardio as something that's like a relaxing wind down. Like just press, press, go as hard as you can. And no, not- I, I do. How can you be on your phone? I then? do. That's I do. Impossible. No, because I do the stairmaster. That's the well. Hack. Then get on the, the get on get on the treadmill and crank it up to nine and start running. No, I don't want to do that. I know for a fact I don't want to do that. But I get my heart rate. I get my heart rate to the right range where I where I want it. I get it in between one hundred and forty and one hundred and sixty. It's right where I it's right where I want it for my uh, cardio. But I want to be on my phone. I want to I want to make that time productive. Oh, it could be productive. You could spend less time doing it, making it more efficient, and make your workout better. But that's also like my, that's my me time, dude. Like that's like my time, my time to go to the gym. That is my, you know, we've talked about this before. Like I, I'm not trying to rush through my time there. Cause that's my time to, to be, you, you know, like you, dude, you have kids, like you, you get the whole deal. Oh, listen, I like my me time as well. And I get so little of it, but I find that like pushing myself as hard as I can go, whether it's like max lift at all times, which is normally what I do now when I go or like max speed that I can run for as long as I can on the treadmill. It is now that my calf is better, which is just excellent news, but I'm not on my phone. I'm not thinking about anything. The only thing that I'm thinking about is like, how much longer can I keep running? And it's nice just to you're not thinking about anything else. You're just thinking about like survival and like, can I get this one back up for another rep? Can I do another mile on this? And you're not thinking about anything else. It's really relaxing. I find, I find it, you get like, you feel like you're full of energy after you get back, but at the same time, you haven't been like on my phone the entire time, like thinking about football or thinking about content that's coming out or reading weird COVID stuff that's coming through, like push alerts on my phone. Like I have a singular thing that I'm doing, just survival mode. And I feel very mentally refreshed afterwards too, because I haven't been thinking about anything. Yeah. I mean, that has, that has value in it too, but I, I, I get my, I get my uh, electronic detox time. Cause I, after I get done working for the day, I go upstairs and I go meditate. So that's my, that's my phone detox. No, no football time of the day. I got it all scheduled out, dude. All right. I, I should stick to a better schedule with that. Like I should for this show. Let's reset on tight ends for the time. Let's reset. For time code purposes on this one. You say Dalton Schultz, $3,400. I, I can't imagine that not being a really popular play, especially because Conklin may or may not play now, who's $100 may not more. Play. And then Gerald Everett was just put on the COVID list. He's 3200 bucks. I guess Dawson Knox would be the other one at $3,600. Will Fuller's banged up. I might just play Gasicki. Yeah, uh, I, I'm having trouble with Gasicki because like his season long target share doesn't look so good. Yeah, but you, but, you can't. And, put, but you need to put that in some perspective. Now he has Brissett. 
He also he also is expensive now relative to what I want to pay for Mike Kosicki. Like I would much rather play three thousand dollar Evan Ingram. Uh, you know, much I would even rather go up to Higby. Uh, let me tell you the guy who has my eye this week, Albert Okui Boonham. I think is an incredible play. I mean, he is he is twenty six hundred. He was basically a full-time player before KJ Hamler got hurt, 56%, 54%, and 43% of the snaps. That sounds like he is uh, a, I, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, based on the numbers you just told me, it sounds like he plays half the time. But on a team with four good wide, so week one, a team with four good wide receivers, he plays 56% of the time. Now they're down to two good wide receivers. I, I think he's going to play a ton against Baltimore. That That's like my, this, this Albert O play, is like my, this is my like hot take of the week that like Albert O is gonna is gonna play I don't know sixty five percent of the snaps or whatever. If you just want to put twenty six hundred dollar players up against each other, give me Walt Disley against the Niners at twenty six hundred bucks sure. if Everett's out. I I yeah no I I think you're I think you are yeah Dis, Disley is a good play. Uh, I need to go remove Gerald Everett from our projections real quick. Actually, I mean he's not. I, I don't know. Like they haven't released his back status or anything these, like that. These these dudes are not going to play. These dudes who test positive on Monday are just not going to play. I, I don't. I I would be very surprised if because they said Everett had symptoms too, right? I, I I just saw that he was placed on the COVID list, and that's all I heard about it. Yeah. Well, it's more it's more helpful for the Sims and everything to to know the optimal probability. So I'm taking him out right now. No, I assume he just boosts up huge if that if Will Disley would, if that was the case. Yeah, I mean what they they play this freaking dude, this how annoying are the Seahawks? They play this Colby Parkinson guy. <laughs> I can't. I I just I can't I just cannot with, with the Seahawks sometimes. Their 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 playing time allocations are so funny to me. Like, and they've never had a good third wide receiver in the history of their franchise. Would you pay up for Kittle? At 59, feel like this is a nice spot against the Seahawks. Yes, I would. Um, especially because I think my my guess is is that our ownership stuff looks weird right now because we don't have Schultz projected for enough. So I I, I think Kittle is gonna end up a, a very I, I think Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo. We didn't really talk about them at wide receiver. I think they're all really good plays this week. And I, I'm not crazy about stacking, though. Well, like, you, can, well, you, well, I, you, can't, you can't actually do the San Francisco stack because you would have to play Jimmy G, but Jimmy G gets undercut because Trey Lance might come in at the five-yard line. Like, it just his ceiling is non-existent. Correct, yeah. I mean, like, if you, you play Jimmy G, Jimmy G gets, like, 330 passing yards, and he gets cucked on the goal line twice. Like, you just, like that, you just know that's going to happen. Yeah, don't want that. You don't want to be Tim Andercuck out there. It's bad no, news. you really don't. Uh, stacks and quarterbacks. Are there any one-off quarterbacks you can consider playing if you had to save money or wanted to play, or is it all just? Yeah, it's, it's Fields. You you would go back at fifty two hundred. He's fifty two hundred. Uh, I you know try not to overreact too much to what we saw in one game against a good defense. I think he will run a lot relative to what what most quarterbacks would do. So if I was going to a naked quarterback who i just wanted to get 22 points you know i think justin fields would would be the guy that i would do that week but i think there are so many good stack and double stack options this week that i can't imagine that would be part of my strategy well who do you think is the best one because obviously like the chiefs and eagles game that's going to be projected for a ton of points i've been bringing up the vikings and the browns i kind of like kyler i don't know if by himself because you can get that stack so wrong 
but you know that Kyler is going to be involved regardless. And then just play Kyler and Cup or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, my my I, isn't the best stack just Dak and CD and Amari though. Yeah, probably with with Hubbard. Yeah, it's or or Robbie or 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 Robbie or or DJ. I I really like your Robbie call. I don't think I I don't think I highlighted that enough. I mean. I think a bunch of the time here, Robbie Anderson does jack shit and, and DJ Moore gets 25 points, but DJ Moore will maybe be the most owned wide receiver this week. And Robbie Anderson will be, you know, not owned. forgotten about. Yeah. He'll be like yeah, 1%. Two, yeah. 2%. Yeah. Terrace Marshall too. I, I mean, you yeah, can, I think. That, that's a, that's a tougher one. That's a tougher sell for me in this spot. Cause at least Robbie's still getting the deep targets on that team. He's just not getting a ton of them. Cause frankly, they haven't needed to pass deep all that often. Yeah. And they should yeah. against Dallas. You would think, unless Dallas's offense just goes in the tank. It might just go back to Hertz, Hertz, Devontae, and then the Chiefs on the other Dude, side. Hertz is like the ultimate hair on fire quarterback. Like his team's losing by 20 and he is just racking up the fantasy points. He's been a he's been a top 12. He's been a top 12 quarterback all three weeks of the season. It's it's not gonna change. He just he this is just what he's gonna do. Now, could you would you think like I'm just trying to think about how like he ends up in an optimal? You'd think it's like, oh, 350 passing yards, hundred rushing yards, a bunch of touchdowns. If he can get to the 300 bonus again, obviously someone needs to come along for the ride. You'd think it's Devontae Smith. It could be Rager, because he's still the deep guy on that team when they actually just take nine shots down the field. But could you just play Hertz by himself and then put the Chiefs on the other side and hope he rushes in you three could- of them? You could totally play Hertz by yourself, but why not Zach Hertz, who is just going to do what he always does, which is he is going to catch the ball and he is going to fall down and he is going to out-target Dallas Goddard. He is 3,500, so he's not free. You'd like him to be. You'd like him to be a little bit cheaper, but um, I, I am pretty. I'm pretty into. I'm pretty into it. The Dak stack isn't all that expensive, is it? No, they, they really messed up. Like, so here, let me pull up uh, my lineup real quick. So you can, uh, if you, if you punt defense, which I think uh, you should do most weeks. So you got, you got Dak in there. You have lamb in there. Who do you, who do you like more between let's, let's put Robbie in this team. And then who do you want as our second cowboy? Do you want, do you want Schultz or do you want Amari? I want Amari. It's Amari. Okay. It's Amari. So we got, we have Dak, CD, Robbie, Amari in the Lions defense, and we still have 5,800 left per slot, 23,300 left over. That, that allows you to play a cheap tight end and two running backs that you like, right? So you could, that 6K range that we talked about, right? Yeah. Madison, Miles Sanders, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Gibson, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Or if you really wanted to punt your flex, you could put in, if Samuel plays, you could put in Curtis Samuel, then all of a sudden just pay up for yep. everyone. Yep. So I, I expect that to be an incredibly popular lineup construction this week, though the way you the way you save it. Uh, so I think there are two things you can do. Robbie, to get off Robbie the, saves the super chalk. Like Robbie, Robbie, Robbie or Ezekiel Elliott with Dak. With Dak. Yeah. Or you play Hubbard as the comeback guy, potentially, or just play. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's Robbie Robbie Anderson's the answer. Yeah, I I I I got to be honest, I don't hate the the stacking Dak with with Zeke thing. I I think that um, I I think there is a little bit of receiving upside. I mean, Zeke almost scored a rushing t- or a receiving touchdown last week. Well, here's the thing: 
what if Carolina's defense is actually good? Like, as good as the Chargers' defense was? Because it could it be. Is in, it is in the realm of – it is in the realm of possibilities. There's, but – there, there is one game like I, I something about this Rams Arizona game I really like I think it's going to be really fast paced which I like, but there is one game that we haven't really we've kind of talked about it on like the outside, but there could be a ton of points I don't even know at DraftKings Sportsbook what the over under is right now let me go look this up because I assume that it's low, and I can see how one game it, I'm doing a tease Davis I'm doing a tease oh, okay. It is 45 and a half is the over-under. I think that Ravens-Broncos could be a shootout. Could go over. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good take, actually. And then you could play like Lamar with Hollywood and Cortland Sutton as a mini stack. That's not very expensive. You could go Teddy. Teddy's only 5700 bucks if you think that they will only pass on the Ravens because their secondary is bad. Run defense is a little bit better. I mean, I could see a ton of points coming from here, and you can kind of draw the line to where the points are going to go a lot of the time, too, with these teams. Yes, yes, you can. Um, I mean, so so you run you run Lamar, who projects like shit, so he's going to be very low-owned. You run Lamar, Marquise Brown, Cortland Sutton, um, and I don't think you never need to double stack Lamar because so no. much of his production comes via the rush. Yeah. So you go, yeah, you just play those three guys or you play Fant if you want to coming back. You can play Tim Patrick instead of Sutton. I like Sutton, but, and that's a pretty cheap one to tell you the truth. Then you can do like a mini correlation somewhere else in your lineup too. Albert O, baby. Do you need to save that much money if you're playing that stack? If you wanted to do it, if you wanted to play it with Derrick Henry or if you wanted to play it with Devontae Adams, I don't I think, even think probably, you need to. Right? Like, well, what's the upside of Alberto in this spot? Like two, like four catches for 51 yards and two touchdowns? Is that the it, best possible game he could have? Probably, I wouldn't even say two touchdowns, probably. I mean, he That's could catch probably two, optimistic. I, he, could, he could catch two touchdowns in a game. Anyone really could. He could catch. I mean, that is the way, that is the way he was used in college, and that was how they used him as a rookie before he got hurt. Was just was just all red zone stuff. You mentioned the Dallas side. What about the Darnold yeah. side? Well, they so that is interesting because if Chuba is just no good, Darnold might just like run. Like Darnold is Darnold has been running a little bit. Um, he's got he's got the the rushing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, but he he had eight rushing attempts against Houston. Um, and he, he ran a little bit for the jets as well. I mean, I, I, I truly don't hate it, which, you know, I kind of expected that I would, when you said the name, Sam Darnold, the, the last one, obviously the chief stack is going to be good. You can play Seattle. If you wanted to, that one's a bit of a tougher sell to me. There is a team that's projected for a ton of points and their quarterback was the best quarterback last week. And it's Josh Allen. Yes. Yeah. You know what though? It's, uh, it feels to me like Josh Allen, you play him when the price dips, but I like, I don't know. Can I play Josh Allen instead of Patrick Mahomes? I mean, I guess probably, but I don't know if I really want to. You just go Allen and Diggs. I just don't think a lot of people are going to put those two up together. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, I think that is probably, I think that is probably legit. I think you're probably right. Like there's, there's enough concerns around Diggs where if you can play them together and you get the Diggs game, you are dancing. Yeah, you're smashing. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're I think you're I think you're right. And, and well, I don't know. 
do we, what do we think happens to the ownership of the, of the secondary guys? Cause if they're all unexpensive, I think maybe I like doing a different quarterback stack more with the bills guys as your secondary guys. I think, I mean, I don't know at this point of the week and I, I might not get a good grasp of who wants to play Sanders and Beasley and Dawson Knox, but it does feel like Diggs is going to be the weirdly the odd man out because people would just, just looking at the pricing at receiver who wouldn't want to use Devonte Adams. Who wouldn't want to use Justin Jefferson. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, is, I mean, there are just so it, many good wide receiver plays this week. Is Allen going to be that popular? No, no, I don't think so. I, I think that, I think that, most of the quarterback ownership will be Dak, Kyler, Stafford, Mahomes, probably. Does that sound right? Yeah. Sounds right to me. That that sounds right to me as well, unless people like really dig. I, I bet you the optimizer likes Teddy Bridgewater. Yes. Our so our our most owned actually we have Josh Allen projected as the most owned quarterback, but it, that so much of the ownership is tied to team total um this early in the week. So that that could change a little bit. Yeah. Just trying to see here. Optimal percentages on, let's see, where are we at here? Optimal results for quarterback. Let's sort by quarterback. Who's the number one that pops up? Josh Allen's actually number one in the optimal percentage at around 10%. Yeah, that, which you, you, I mean, after what he did last week, like that, that makes a ton of sense. And he, and like we were talking about with running backs who catch a ton of passes or wide receiver to run a little bit, Josh Allen can have the, uh, the insane, passing game and add 40 yards and a rushing touchdown. And it's a revenge game for Josh Allen of the backwards weird lateral in that playoff game against the Texans. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's why people listen to the Mayo show. That's why they, that's why they, that's why they pay you the big bucks, buddy. Defenses. We mentioned the lions at 2,200 bucks. That feels like the best sure. play. Yeah. Gotta be Colts. At 20, I mean, Colts at 27. I don't hate either. See, I was looking, yeah, the Colts, but I was looking at defenses under 3,000. Don't really love the 49ers against Mahomes. Uh, don't love the Browns. Hate the Giants defense. Hate the Cardinals defense. Hate the Cowboys defense. Uh, don't love the Vikings. Hate the Seahawks. The Falcons would be the pivot. Because, you know, what I like to do is I like to... I did that last in tournaments. How'd they do? Did they no, do anything? No, they did nothing. And they played the Giants. Well, Heineke Heineke is uh Heineke is worse than Daniel Jones. So I don't know. Is That's he, all I got for is, you. Is he worse than Daniel Jones? He truly might not be. Daniel Jones might be like all time bad. You you could be right. It's a tough scene for old Danny Jones. There is one game, and I I, I picked the Steelers this week plus seven, and now it's already down to six and a half, and I can't figure out who else is putting money on the Steelers this week. It seems like everyone's all in on the Packers. Packer or sorry Steelers D if this game is actually a trap might be the move with them getting their guys back their defense is still legit if they can just figure out how to move the ball a little bit then they can be very competitive in this game and Rodgers not not immune to bad games yeah no I mean I I don't think you're wrong um I don't know if I have the guts I don't I, I don't I don't think you're wrong it's just like you watch that sepia tone Ben Roethlisberger video that Steven Ruiz posted. Yes. Like, I don't think I can be, I don't think I can be on any Steelers, anything after watching that. Like it just was too hilariously pointing out how dust Ben Roethlisberger is. Like, I just, I just think I, I gotta be done with them. Like, I don't even really want to play Najee this week. Yeah. I don't know. 
Like, it just, every time I look, just lions. Just, that might be the first click that I make, just lions D. Yeah. And then we I, get, and, and, no, and, and we get burned because all of a sudden Fields is good. Well, look, I mean, stranger, stranger things have happened. Uh, no doubt about it. Miami D is 32. I was going to say Chiefs D, but even against Hurts, I don't know. Washington at 35 seems pretty good. Do you ever find yourself paying up for these defenses? I I, I never. Yeah, I, I can find see it. Myself I, here. It really is. It's you know what it usually is if because I played. I went 100% Patriots against Zach Wilson in Week Two. Whenever the Patriots play a rookie quarterback, I just generally lock in the Patriots. You just jams. Yeah, and it yeah. it works out more often than not. Yeah, yeah. I would assume. I would assume that. I would assume that is true, but. I don't know. I just, I, the way, the way that, um, the way that I construct my teams, I'm just always spending so much on quarterback because I like to make Mahomes teams so often. And then I like to try and use these expensive wide receivers as one-offs instead of as part of the stack that I just, I'm always playing the lions, the Falcons, the Titans. Like I'm just always playing these crappy defenses. This might be the best one of these we've ever done davis i don't know if you're familiar with this but we make the shitter lineup these days so we have to put ourselves in the position of guy who logs on to DraftKings at 12 28 eastern time on sunday when he's taking his shit to build his lineup to throw into the middle i love that guy can we replicate his lineup right now yes i bet we can so who's the quarterback dak gotta be dak yeah gotta be dak but you said you have Josh Allen projected as the highest, right? Is it Josh Allen? Well, this is this is the this is the shitter lineup. I I feel very confident that Dak is the shit because when you're when you're on the shitter, you don't want to click on your DFS site and like sort by value or whatever. So it's just easier to do saving that thirteen hundred. All right, so Schultz is the tight end in this lineup. I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, gotta be right. Yeah, so there's a cheap guy, and I mean. Shitter guy's not a, not necessarily about correlation, but that is a nice correlation. I guess DJ Moore uh, is also in this lineup at sixty six hundred bucks. DJ, gotta be, gotta right. be. So so Dak, DJ Moore, Schultz. Do we want any other Cowboys? The no, sh- I don't think I don't think Shitter guy's double stacking. Okay, so th- that that's our exposure from that game. Now we just got to find the chalk guys at every other position. Is DeAndre Swift going to be chalk or not? Uh, no, I don't think, I don't think shitter guy likes running back. So I have to catch that many passes. I think that, uh, I think shitter guy plays Najee Harris. If he wants a a pass catching running back. Really? You think they would take a stealer right now? You know, people just remember that he got, this is, no, this this is stupid. Shitter guys playing Derrick Henry against the jets. Like a hundred percent. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That, That is accurate. It's funny. We built this lot up last week and it was good just just smashed yeah it was it was bucks rams bucks rams pretty good so so uh would shitter guy use lions defense yes yeah Yeah. because shitter guy shitter guy just remembers that justin fields was terrible last week okay so lions d is in we have fifty five hundred dollars left so we need another chalky pay down spot Probably not at running back. It's probably at receiver. Who's like the chalk paid out? Colin, Colin Johnson, right? No, they, you think Shitter Guy knows who Colin Johnson is? Uh, okay, Shitter Guy, cheap wide receiver. Shitter Guy 
could be K. Oh, KJ Osborne because he remembers the long touchdown. Okay, maybe. I'm gonna put that one on. And, the he, and and shitter guy, shitter guy likes fantasy points per game, and and KJ Osborne is thirteen point one fantasy points per game. You see, I, I think that shitter guy is more likely not gonna go in the three K range. I'm thinking like AJ Green. Maybe that's someone they would throw in. Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick. You think another one. Tim Patrick. Sure. J- Jalen Waddle coming off you know, just an, an immense amount of targets. Could be Waddle. Could be Waddle. This one's tougher. Let's try to figure out the rest of it. Who's the other running back? It's probably Clyde Edwards-Alaire after last week. Yeah. Yeah. Cl- I think Clyde or, or CH. Or Clyde or uh, Swift. All right, so we'll go with Clyde. He's 5400 bucks. We'll chuck him in there. And we're not concerned about the late swap with the late guy because Shitter Guy's not thinking about that. 100% Shitter Guy, no. Yeah. So we need 0%. Two, we need two receivers here. 5600 unless we want really want to cheap out at flex. We can just pound this middle range. We can play Devontae Adams and then figure it out after the fact. Is there another, like, $6,000 receiver you think that guys will go yeah. to? Yeah, o- o- Odell. Got to be Odell. Okay, so we'll, th- we'll chuck in Odell. So we got 5,500 left for two, for two spots now. And you know who shitter um, guy might go to if Josh Allen's actually projecting to be that popular, it might be Emmanuel Sanders. I see Amari Cooper projected for like 19% ownership. So maybe we just do that. Okay. We'll go Amari. I don't hate this lineup by the way. <laughs> no shitter guy. Shitter guys looking live for a min catch here. Oh, you might just print this week. So we got $5,100 for a flex. It's not great. It's not great. It's like it's like Manny Sanders or Jalen Waddle. We'll say Manny Sanders. That sounds more likely to me. So we'll throw yeah. in Emmanuel hey, Sanders. Hey, dude, shitter, shitter guys, min cashing the the millie maker. Let's see. Dak Prescott, Derrick Henry, Clyde edwards alaire DJ Moore, Odell Beckham, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, Emmanuel Sanders, and Lions D. Got two hundred. Bu- Although shitter guy probably wouldn't leave two hundred dollars on the table. We're gonna go with that. There we go. Because shitter guy would Smashing. use he he would use all he or she really would use all fifty thousand dollars of salary cap, correct? Uh, you know it depends on how many DFS shows they've watched. That's true. All right, runthesims.com is free this week. All you got to do is go put in your email, get access to the optimizer. Wouldn't you have liked to have free access to an optimizer? Not you being Davis and people would just give you free access. If you were just, if you were a shitter guy, I'd be like, I've always wondered what these optimizers are, but it costs like 200 bucks to use one. Now you can use one for free. Wouldn't it be a good time to try that out, Davis? I mean, look, it's very nice to have free things given to you. So I, I would encourage you to take advantage of it while it's free. There you are. What's going on over at Daily Roto and Sports Grid right now? You know, all the usual stuff on Daily Roto, projections, all the all the stuff you guys need to, to bonk your contest. Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast out every day during the week. Take cast every Wednesday. Uh, if you just search for my name on any anything, really, you'll you'll find all that stuff. It's very easy. Verified on Twitter, Davis Maddock. Finally, dude. Finally. Took long enough. Did you have to go through the process of doing that? Yeah, like 10 times. Oh, really? See, I, I've never tried to do that. I, I feel like if I'm going to ever get verified, it's just gonna, I'm going to come in one day and it's going to have a check next to it. 
Well, so what they're doing now is all the people who work for big media companies are, are just getting it. Um, and they're not even having to submit anything. I honestly would have, I honestly would have guessed that you were verified. No, no, it never happened. I've never really looked into it. It's not very, I bet you'd get it right away. It's not very hard. I don't know. These days. I think they're, I think they're giving them out more easily. Should I, I think I'd rather put my energy into getting the fake Tim Andercast account verified. The Tim Q Ander whatever? No, no, there's like a hundred of them. There, there's one that's Tim Andercast, at Tim Andercast. To get that, but we faked it one time with Tim. We photoshopped in a blue check mark next to that account and he lost his mind. Does Tim want to be verified on oh, Twitter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you should do that. You should you should put the work in there. Uh, I'll that try. Would be worth I'll see it. if I can like uh, scan a copy of his license or something like that, steal it when he's not looking. It's probably the move. Or just like find someone, talk to someone at Twitter support and be like, this would be a funny joke. So please let us do it. I don't know if uh, Twitter's big on the old yokes these days. Oh, yeah, man, Jack, am, Jack seems like a very serious guy these days. I am winning so much money right now. Golf. Glad to be back. Oh, there's only 400 spots left in the listeners league. You should go get that right now. They keep asking me you to better make hop it, in. Well, they keep asking me to make it bigger. I was like, no, 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 no. We don't want to do because week one, it took forever to fill with 5,000 spots. And you'd think week one yeah. would be the week that everyone would play. So I was just like, just make it 3,000 spots and don't ever increase it. And it will just always have demand because it is the best tournament on DraftKings. There's no rake. Why wouldn't you want to play in it? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and I don't want to have to be the guy on Sunday being like, man, please join my listeners league. Like, I don't want to do that. I want the listeners hey, to go join it. Will you join it, bro? <laughs> please, we're about to sell out. Make it bigger. Yeah, I don't want to have wants that. I, I just, I, I don't want to be that guy. So 3,000. No. Unless, until it starts filling by like Wednesday morning, then I'll make it bigger. How about that? I think that is, I think that's reasonable. I think that is a reasonable thing to ask of the people. So if you want it bigger, join it on Wednesday. Join it right away. It's funny because the golf one feels so much faster than the football. I guess people get around to football later in the week. Maybe that's why. Yeah. the golf. I mean, I, I, oh man, I'm so lazy. I haven't even created my head to heads and stuff yet this week. I'm, I'm really slacking. Yeah. How lazy, bro. It's terrible. Normally I do it on Monday, but apparently i was not into it this week well I, you seem like a high demand scoop head-to-head guy like when you post do they immediately get scooped not immediately but you know pretty much everyone who listens to the podcast they're like they they love to they love to do it i get i mean levitan gets this too i get the best games like i just i get people who have just no clue who play against me it's it's very nice i can't complain i, I would play shitter lineup against whatever you're playing head-to-head this week I mean, I might play the shitter lineup. It's a good team. It's not a bad team. All right, at Davis Maddock it's not on, a bad team. on Twitter, Sports Grid, TakeCast, Daily Roto. You can find all of it, Listener League, link down in the description. Smash the like on the way out. I will be back with Pizzola and Cam tomorrow for the best bets. See you then. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.